We've made it. One race to rule them all. The angry tweets, the endless who's at fault for that incident debates, the stupid clickbait articles, they all mean nothing. Because it all comes down to Abu Dhabi. Max and Lewis, even on points going into the final race of the season. There was no other way this incredible season was going to end. One of the greatest title fights in the history of motorsport will be decided this weekend. Are you ready? If not, you're in the right place. Because I'm here to prepare you to watch history be made. This is the Formula Bone F1 show. J-Bone! Welcome back to the Formula Bone F1 show, the Formula One podcast that will never break test you. I'm Jared J. Bone Borislow, and we've made it to the end game. Let's get right into it. Today's first topic is recapping the 2021 Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. If you were not able to watch this race, you need to go watch the replay immediately, or at the very least, check out the highlights video, because this was an all-time chaotic race. So Lewis took the victory, as you've probably seen by now, but not after an extremely chippy battle with Max that involved a slight collision you also might have heard about, which I will be brake testing down for you. I mean, sorry, breaking down for you. Slip of the tongue there. So Max took P2, and at the last possible moment, scary Terry Bothus stole P3 from Esteban Akon and made me very sad. That was so depressing the worst part of it, too, was that the Sky Sports broadcast decided to show us like Lewis clearly on his victory lap, about to win, nobody close to him. And then they showed us a close-up of Max. And then they're like, oh, and uh, looks like both this past Akon there at the end. Cool. I was screaming at my TV, being like, show us the end. Show us the fight for P3. What are you doing? You psychopaths. God, that was annoying. I was, I was viscerally angry because that that's a very cool race right like seeing alpine finish on their second podium in a row is way cooler than just watching a close-up of max's helmet or lewis being like oh we did it uh, come on very sad and and the biggest thing is if akon had won i was so excited to see him do his signature usain bolt celebration aka his celebration that he completely stole from Usain Bolt. Either way, really wanted to see him do it. He looks so fun when he does it. God, that that was the craziest part of the race to me. It wasn't all the insanity that happened. It was that the broadcast didn't show us the battle for P3 at the end. Sad. So if you listened to my Saudi Arabian Grand Preview episode, or you follow me on social media at Formula Bone, you will remember that Bone Stradamus predicted we would get a red flag to halt the session, and we did. We actually got two, 
and they were the catalysts behind all the chaos in this race. The chaos started when Mick Schumacher went into the wall at the now infamous Turn 23. The race went under yellow flag, during which Lewis in P1 and Boltus in P2 both pitted. Max, however, took the gamble and stayed out. This meant he would be in P1 upon race resumption after the yellow flag, albeit on old tires, except the race was then red flagged due to barrier damage, meaning Max could change his tires and remain in P1. This gamble by Red Bull paid off in a massive way, and the tide did turn for Max here. Lewis was pissed. Lewis is extremely mad. Lando Norris, also very mad. And uh, I would not be surprised if they changed the red flag rules to where you can't uh, change your tires unless there's some sort of damage to them. Um, I'm not exactly sure how they would, you know, rule that part of it in terms of like, oh, what cal- what constitutes damage? Does it have to be caused by the incident? Who knows? But I, th- I think they're going to change it up because it's pretty crazy that you can pit under yellow flag and then get screwed over if they call a red flag because you could have got a free pit stop and now you're really far back in the order. Lando Norris definitely was the one who this impacted the most of everybody, uh, certainly because it didn't matter for Lewis in the end. So Max, upon the first restart, had a bad start on his new hard tires caused in part by Lewis driving slowly to the restart grid, which caused Max's tires to cool. And Max was very mad about that on uh, team radio, as you could hear. And so Max did end up impeding Lewis just before the race's second red flag, which was caused by crashes involving Perez, Russell, and Mazepin. And after some weird, confusing, quasi-mafia over the table, but seemingly also under the table dealings, it was decided that for the race's third standing start, the second restart, it would go Akon, Lewis, Max. Because Akon actually got in front of Lewis before the place was ruled to have to be given back by Max. So suddenly out of nowhere, Esteban Akon is now leading this Grand Prix and finds himself just right in the middle of this title fight. Like, if you're him, you gotta be like the classic, hey, record scratch, like, hey, probably wondering how I got here. One of those situations for Esteban. Um, yeah, so Max actually changed tires again during the second red flag back to mediums and had an absolutely incredible start from P3 where he absolutely just threaded the needle through this minuscule gap on the inside and soon after took P1 from Akon. Lewis then easily took P2 from Akon later that same lap and thus began the Max versus Lewis battle to remember in Saudi Arabia. At the beginning of lap 37 of 50, Max went off the track while defending Lewis wheel-to-wheel at turn one, which caused Lewis to say something not very nice about Max that ended up as my number one team radio moment from Saudi Arabia, which I'll get to here shortly. Get pumped for those. Max was then ordered to give the position he gained by going off back to Lewis, and that, my friends, is when peak chaos occurred, aka that collision where Lewis ran into the back of Max and the brake test was alleged. Now the question everyone's asking, did Max brake test Lewis on lap 37 in Saudi Arabia? A brake test, by the way, is when you unexpectedly go hard on the brakes in order to make the driver behind you either hit you or have to pull off an evasive maneuver. My answer here is technically yes, but it's not totally Max's fault. 
So the FIA eventually ruled that Max did brake test Lewis after looking at the telemetry, which stated Max braked with 2.4 Gs of deceleration immediately before the collision. I think that does technically qualify as a brake test, considering it did directly lead to Lewis crashing into Max. But Max had given Lewis a ton of time to pass him before this brake test that Lewis didn't use because Lewis was reluctant to pass Max due to the upcoming DRS detection zone that would probably just lead to Max retaking the position from Lewis on the upcoming straight. In their report, the stewards actually talked about this. They noted, it was obvious that neither driver wanted to take the lead prior to DRS detection line three. The stewards also noted in their report, whilst accepting that the driver of car 44, Hamilton, could have overtaken car 33, Verstappen, when that car first slowed, we understand why he and the driver of car 33 did not wish to be the first to cross the DRS. And finally, they noted, in deciding to penalize the driver of car 33, the key point for the stewards was that the driver of car 33 then braked suddenly 69 bar and significantly resulting in 2.4 Gs of deceleration. So my takeaway here from the stewards' decision is that if Max had maintained his slower pace without the brake test at the end, Lewis would have passed him before the DRS detection zone, and then Max would have gotten what he wanted all along. Now you have to wonder if Max's impatience was his downfall here, because I don't. I think Lewis at that point was going to pass Max anyways. So Max, it just so happened that he decided to brake test Lewis right as Lewis had gone, screw this, I'm just going to go around him, and the timing here just did not work out for Max. He came so close to his little strategy about the DRS detection line working, but sadly for him, it just uh, didn't end up that way. I also do think there needs to be some precedent where if you slow down and a car doesn't pass you when it's able to, you should no longer be required to give the position back. Uh, it just seems kind of weird that you can be like, hey, pass me. And they're like, no. And you're like, okay, well, I have to give this position back. So please pass me. Just a weird scenario all around. Now, in the end, the 10 second penalty that Max incurred for his brake test did not affect his P2 finish and also must be noted with how Max's tires looked I 100% do not think that Max would have held off Lewis for the rest of the race anyways so it didn't really matter in the end aside from the drama that it created finally in the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix recap we have everyone's favorite segment the top five team radio moments from the 2020 Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Number five. What? That was Sebastian Vettel in Q1 after finding out that his flying lap was sadly only good enough for P17. Number four. Yeah, what a wonderful race. Really, really, really good race today. That was an incredibly sarcastic Lando after finishing P10 from P7 on the starting grid with his race being just completely decimated by both the first red flag that he pitted right before and crashes in front of him after the first restart. Number three. No, for bleep's sake. That one for me, hard to listen to because it's Akon immediately after both this passed him on the main straight at the last second to steal that P3 and that podium finish from him. Number two. Luckily, the fans have a clear mind about racing. What happened today is unbelievable. I am just trying to race. This sport is more about penalties than racing. For me, that's not F1. At least the fans enjoyed it. 
This was a passive-aggressive Max hold the passive during his driver of the day interview, hilariously enough, saying the fans know better than the FIA because they voted him driver of the day. And finally, number one. This one is obvious. Uh, This guy is bleeping crazy, man. Lewis and Max, a bromance like no other. This episode of the Formula Bone F1 show is brought to you by my favorite leg garment manufacturers, Bird Dogs. I wear Bird Dog shorts, pants, or joggers at least three and a half times a week. I'm wearing them right now. If you're watching the show on YouTube, you can see them. I love them. Very comfortable. So each day, I wear Bird Dogs clothing is better than the last. Their built-in underwear is the best invention since the shake weight, and it feels even better and more amazing to the touch than a shake weight to boot. Bird Dog's built-in underwear does not bunch up like non-built-in underwear and is also more breathable, which is why I love it so much. I love Bird Dog's shorts, pants, and joggers so much that if my fiance leaves me, I'll probably just marry them instead. Head to birddogs.com and get yourself the best shorts, pants, and joggers on planet Earth. And don't forget to use my code FBONE, F-B-O-N-E, FBONE, so that they throw in a free whistle tip football. Yes, I said whistle tip football. All you have to do is go to birddogs.com, enter promo code FBONE, and they'll throw in a free Bird Dogs whistle tip football. Do you remember those Nerf Vortex Howler footballs that whistle when you throw them? The footballs that you can literally throw a mile? Yeah, that one. I'm pretty sure Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite threw one over those mountains. And you can too if you use code FBONE at birddogs.com. That's birddogs.com, promo code FBONE. And boom, a free Bird Dogs whistle tip football with your pair of Bird Dogs. You will not take these things off. I promise you. Go to birddogs.com right now. Load your cart up with the best shorts, pants, and joggers available on planet Earth. Plug in promo code FBONE, F-B-O-N-E, to get that free whistling football and live happily ever after. Birddogs.com, promo code FBONE. There's a link for that deal in the description of this episode. Thank you to Bird Dogs for supporting the Formula Bone F1 show. Today's second topic, previewing the 2021 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. This weekend marks the final race of the 2021 season and will culminate in either Max or Lewis being crowned 2021's World Drivers Champion. But with Max versus Lewis dominating the headlines, social media, and every waking thought that I have this week, something that's being underreported and underappreciated is the career of one Kimi Raikkonen. The 2021 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix will mark Kimi Raikkonen's final race in Formula One after an illustrious career that spanned 19 Formula One seasons. Nicknamed the Iceman due to his Finnish nationality and the fact that he is a man of few words and even fewer emotions, Kimi Raikkonen is an absolute F1 legend, somehow still racing at age 42. Kimi holds the F1 record for most career starts at 348 and is the only F1 driver to win in the V10, V8, and turbo hybrid eras. And of course, he is most well known as 2007's World Drivers Champion for Scuderia Ferrari, Ferrari's most recent World Drivers Championship title to date. He's a Ferrari legend for that. He may not always have had the drink, nor the most regular bathroom and sleeping schedules. But we all love Kimmy nonetheless, and he will be dearly missed out there on the grid. Bon voyage, Kimmy. Next up, let's break down the updated Yas Marina circuit. This will be the first F1 race 
at Yas Marina after the extensive track updates that they've added. As far as why the track was updated goes, acting CEO of Abu Dhabi Motorsports Management, Saif Al-Noimi, stated that they listened to spectators, teams, and drivers, and made changes to the track accordingly with the objective of creating, quote, more overtaking opportunities, closer wheel-to-wheel racing, and a faster, free-flowing circuit. So this resulted in changes to three areas of the circuit. The first updated area is the north hairpin. So this hairpin used to have a chicane just before it that made the hairpin more difficult to overtake at. These were the old turns five and six, and they have been totally eliminated with the old hairpin turn seven now being the new hairpin turn five. In addition to the chicane before it being taken away, the hairpin has also been widened to make it more overtake friendly. So the second updated area is at the end of the second DRS zone. What used to be four boring, lame, sharp corners at the end of a DRS zone, which is kind of lame, you know, because if you don't pass in the DRS zone, then it's like, okay, well, you're going to keep your position for these four sharp corners. So what used to be these four boring, sharp corners will now be one banked hairpin. Banked. Take that to the bank. This will make the second DRS zone exit way more entertaining for spectators as cars won't be ending the DRS zone by slowing down a ton. Instead, they'll be ending the DRS zone by entering a banked turn. The banked turn is really having a comeback right now. You know, Zandvoort, Saudi Arabia, Abu Dhabi, maybe Monza will add its legendary banked section back at some point. Who knows if banked just keeps having this moment. It's possible. In the third updated area of the Yas Marina circuit is in the hotel section of the racetrack. That's right there in the middle. This is the smallest update. Uh, as it just involves making the corners in this area less sharp, more rounded, a little wider. Uh, but that will be nice because it will allow for faster and closer racing. So that right there is the updates that you're going to see this weekend at the Yas Marina circuit. It kind of remains to be seen the impact that you know it's going to have. However, the fact that it's going to be faster makes me think it's going to be a little advantageous you know, for the uh, Mercedes. For those of you who are hoping for a crazy battle it's definitely still possible that lewis wins this one handily uh, but we're going to get later in the episode into three ways i think that the championship will play out in abu dhabi but that being said i think that the hotel update is going to be really good for max because it's got those big turns and i think max is showing that he's unbelievable at taking corners fast right now and just shaving off time there um, but i think it's not looking too good with those other two uh those other two improvements or updates that they've made definitely, I think, benefit Mercedes. Support for the Formula Bone F1 show is brought to you by MyBookie, where you can win money using your F1 knowledge. From all of the biggest games to the smallest events, make every bet worth your while with MyBookie on their website, mybookie.ag. This is your last chance to get these Formula One bets in for the 2021 season, so get after it. And right now, you can start your MyBookie journey off by doubling your first deposit instantly. With MyBookie's first deposit bonus, double your money before you even place a bet. And all you have to do is sign up and deposit using my exclusive promo code FORMULA, F-O-R-M-U-L-A, FORMULA, at mybookie.ag. Stipulations apply, so make sure you read through those before you deposit. 
After you've got your deposit bonus, you can get to betting on Formula One. Right now, MyBookie has the lines up for this weekend's Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Lewis to win is currently minus 200, which is my pick if you enjoy betting pre-weekend lines. Max is currently plus 190. Who knows? With this updated circuit, you know, I think that the updates are going to make it even better for Mercedes. Um, But again, remains to be seen. I like Lewis minus 200 if you want to tail me. Don't wait any longer or you'll miss out on the ability to bet on Formula One for the 2021 season. Head to mybookie.ag today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can get in the game and start winning big today. That's promo code FORMULA to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Stipulations apply. There's a link for that deal also in the description of this episode. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.ag promo code FORMULA. Thank you to mybookie for supporting the Formula Bone F1 show. All right, folks. So the way I see it, there are three ways that the 2021 World Drivers Championship may play out this weekend. Number one is that Lewis wins the race fair and square based on the fact that the Mercedes car is just faster right now over the course of a full race than the Red Bull car, as has been evidenced in both Qatar and Saudi Arabia. The Mercedes also just seems to really outperform the field in the Middle East in general, which on a related note is evidenced by the fact that six of the last seven victories in Abu Dhabi have been by Mercedes, with Lewis himself having four of those six P1 results. Yes, Max did win in Abu Dhabi last year, but that was Lewis's first race back after illness. So there's kind of an asterisk there, in my opinion, as far as comparing Max and Lewis's 2020 performance in Abu Dhabi is concerned. I think that if Mercedes has been so dominant at Abu Dhabi in the past, and in my opinion, these updates are going to make it easier for them, I, I really do think Lewis locks it up. Um, but anything can happen, as this season has shown us. Anything. So you wouldn't be wrong in responding But J-Bone, the circuit has been redesigned. Historical race data doesn't really mean that much. Fair point, like I said. But also remember that as far as Middle Eastern circuits hosting their first F1 races is concerned, Lewis has just won two of those in a row. So I'm not trying to sway you guys. I am not a Lewis fan. I'm not a Max fan. I'm a Formula One fan. But I really do think Lewis and Mercedes have it locked up if everything goes normal. Okay? Key word, just wait for my third way I think things could go. But before the third one, we have the second one. The second way that I see the title fight playing out is that Max qualifies P1 with a legendary flying lap similar to the one that he was on this past Saturday before he hit the wall coming out of the final turn uh, and is somehow able to keep Lewis behind him all race due to a combination of the track redesign favoring Red Bull, amazing driving and strategy from Max and Red Bull, some help from Lewis probably needed making an uncharacteristic mistake and probably honestly a little bit of divine intervention sprinkled on top. Max's Q3 final lap that never got completed in Saudi Arabia was a hundred percent the best single lap of formula one I've ever seen. The amount of risks he was taking, he was getting so close to the wall, but he didn't care. He knew that that was a moment for him that was make or break. And unfortunately he didn't break going into turn 27 uh, as much as he should have. And he locked up, hit the wall, and it made him not be P1. He was definitely going to be P1 
on uh, on Sunday, this past Sunday, if he had not hit that wall, he was three tenths, I think, ahead of Lewis for pace. W- crazy. I watching that lap, I was like, oh my god, Max is gonna do this. This is Max's championship moment. And then that final little bit, because on the broadcast we couldn't see his brakes lock up. So I was just like, oh, here he goes. He just got to get past this final turn, and he just slams into it. That was crazy. That was the the some of the most emo- That was definitely the most emotion I've ever felt in a qualifying session. Because watching him fly around, like n- knowing what is going on in his mind that this is potentially his championship moment, was really something else. And I would love to see another one of those epic qualifying laps from Max in Abu Dhabi on Saturday. Really, really hoping it happens. So. It's possible, like I said, that Max can win this one fair and square. I do think Mercedes is just so fast right now that it's unlikely. But, you know, there's another option. It's not just Lewis wins fair and square, Max wins fair and square. There's a third one. A third way this could go. And number three, my friends, is complete and utter chaos. Something mechanical could happen in the buildup. The Mercedes power unit could fail which has happened this season, happened to Daniel Ricciardo in Brazil. Max's gearbox could fail after that qualifying accident and the collision with Lewis. Maybe there's some little stuff going on in there they might not notice. There could be a crash in qualifying like Max just had in Saudi Arabia or a bad pit stop. We've seen many of those this season. Or because Max has the most victories tiebreaker, he could always go with the nuclear option in Abu Dhabi and crash both Lewis and himself out, either intentionally or incidentally, thus stealing the World Drivers' Championship by way of that tiebreaker. Christian Horner has come out and stated that Max will not resort to crash tactics on Sunday because he is a better driver than Lewis, but that's also exactly what you'd say if you planned to use crash tactics and were trying to convince the stewards it was an accident after the fact. This move of crashing your title rival out near the end of the season has precedent. A lot of precedent, actually. Ayrton Senna tried it in Japan in 1989 unsuccessfully. With two races left, of which he had to win both, Senna crashed title rival Alan Prost out of the race and then won it himself, but he was later disqualified for a track limits technicality and Prost would take the 1989 title. Unperturbed, Senna tried it all again the next season in Japan in 1990 against Prost again, this time though, successfully. He just needed Prost to not finish the race for him to win the 1990 World Drivers' Championship, which happened because Senna absolutely yeeted Prost at the first corner. Just ran right into him. By the way, I must note, there is a video of Max responding to this exact 1990 Senna-Prost crash and remarking that he probably would have done the same thing. Just putting that out there, letting you know that Max has said if he was Senna in 1990 in Japan and Prost was right there, he probably would have also crashed into Prost. Putting it out there, I feel like you all need to know that. Guess what? This has happened even more times. Michael Schumacher tried it in 1994 successfully. After accidentally leaving the track and then re-entering in the final race of the season, Schumacher then crashed into title rival Damon Hill as Hill tried to pass him. Hill's car was damaged to the point where it couldn't be 
able to compete any longer. And Schumacher took the 1994 title, his first of seven. And guess what? It has happened another time. Again, Schumacher. So Schumacher tried it again in 1997, unsuccessfully this time. In the final race of the 1997 season, Schumacher's title rival, title rival Jacques Villeneuve, was attempting to pass Schumacher, who turned into him. Schumacher had to retire, but Villeneuve was actually still able to finish the race, finished in third, which secured the 1997 championship for him. Schumacher was then disqualified from that season's championship for causing an avoidable accident, so he didn't actually even end up second that season. He ended up below everybody. He ended up the same as you and I did, because he didn't even technically compete in it. So will we see shenanigans like that this weekend? Only time will tell, folks. Only time will tell. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Formula Bone F1 show. I would like to once again cordially invite you to join the Formula Bone Discord server. A ton of you joined after the last episode, so we're currently at around 150 members in there, and all these people are there to talk all things Formula One, discuss the Formula Bone F1 show, meet new F1 friends, live chat during the race, and so much more. There was live discussion and reactions going on in there all race weekend long, especially during the race, when the Discord was absolutely popping off. It was nuts in there. I loved it. So if you watched Sunday's Insane Race and were wishing that you had a live chat of fun and friendly people to talk to and watch along with, join the Formula Bone Discord and you'll have that for this weekend's race. You can find a link to join in the description of this episode. And if you were not subscribed to Formula Bone on YouTube, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it uh, if you could go and do that. If you enjoy my content, maybe hit the bell too to get notified when I have new content be published. On there, you can watch every episode of the Formula Bone F1 show, which I legitimately record from a child's race car bed. If you didn't already know that, literally, I'm sitting on the ground in a child's race car bed for you. I also have a ton of fun YouTube-related things planned for the F1 offseason, so subscribe to get all that sent right out to you. And also, like I said, join the Noti Gang if you want to be a true member of the Bone Brigade. You can also really help the show out by supporting our sponsors. For this episode, we had Bird Dogs. That was promo code FBone at birddogs.com for a free whistle tip football. And MyBookie, promo code formula at mybookie.ag for a double deposit bonus. Stipulations apply. You can also follow me, JBone, everywhere on social media at Jared Borislow. That is J-A-R-E-D-B-O-R-I-S-L-O-W. And if you're all caught up, on the Formula Bone F1 show, but you want to keep hearing my voice, I co-host a comedy and mental health-focused podcast called the Ross Bolin Podcast, where we have a ton of fun covering a very wide variety of topics, including current events, non-F1 sports, mental health, fast food, funny news stories, cool animals, pirates, ninjas, insane history, and so much more. It's a show about everything. It's like the opposite of Seinfeld, but just as fun. You can check out the Ross Bolin Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening or watching this right now. That's R-O-S-S-B-O-L-E-N, the Ross Bolin Podcast. It's now time for the NPR Style Sign-Off. The Formula Bone F1 show is recorded in Austin, Texas, and brought to you by Bolin Media. It's hosted by me, Jared J-Bone Borislow, and I also produce the show because I'm a content machine. Cade Orris makes a bunch of the show clips that you see on social media at Formula Bone, 
Our new theme music is by 7 to Midnight. You can follow him on social media at the number 7, T-O, Midnight. You can follow the show on social media by following at Formula Bone everywhere. You can watch the show on YouTube by searching Formula Bone. And you can help the show reach new listeners by rating and reviewing the Formula Bone F1 show on Apple Podcasts. Until we meet again, J-Bone!